All right, hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the One Up Sales Development Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Again, I had this special guest that I've been waiting for quite some time now. This is my first person introducing ever on the podcast, and the reason why I chose this specific person, he's a great guy. Ever since I connected with him from day one, he went from BDR to SDR, senior SDR, team lead, and now AE. He is very well known in the sales development community, has a lot of value, provides a lot of content, named 2018 SDR of the year. Please give a warm welcome to Jeremy Levier. Jeremy! That's quite the intro, Jackson. It's it's awesome to be here. Oh, um, I know we've been chatting on LinkedIn for a while, and you know now talking for the first time. So uh, yeah, happy to, to chat and you know continue to hopefully offer it you know some some value to anybody uh, checking this out. Yeah, absolutely, Jeremy. I just want to say thank you again so much, man. I know, um, and for those who didn't know, I, I started in the self development world not not too long ago as well. Jeremy's been in the game, and when I first started back in my previous company at Berkshire. Uh, me and Jeremy connected for the first time, and ever since from that day one, our conversation has always been ongoing, value added, and what I really like about Jeremy is the way he thinks and acts outside the box, and he never changes ever since from day one, even till today, and he has always helped me, and he helped me a few times too with some um, words of wisdom, let's say I won't dive into much details of that, it's about uh, other work opportunities that uh, it's a good yeah. thing that I didn't take that route, thanks to um Jeremy, and uh, this is where I'm at now today at a really good company I really truly love. But Jeremy, welcome to the Sales Development Pod. I mean, the, <laughs> the One Up Sales Development Podcast. Um, for those who doesn't know, go ahead and please just introduce yourself and just uh, take it away, man. We just want to know who you are, where you came from, what's your story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, I've been in sales for a while. I mean, I'm, you know, uh, I'm 32 now, or actually 33. I just turned 33, so I've been in sales for a while. Um, but kind of, you know, uh, started out in sales and then actually got out of sales for a few years because, you know, I wasn't very good at it when I first started. Like, um, you know, right out of college in uh, 2008, I had a couple sales jobs and I wasn't that good, you know, because this is like 11 years ago and. My business acumen wasn't as good then. Um, my sales school, my sales skills weren't as good then, and also just like my people skills and like confidence and you know I was actually really like socially awkward back then. Um, you know, not only just like with sales, like being awkward on the phone, making calls and stuff, but like with girls too. Like I couldn't get a date with anybody, you know. So um, <laughs> I went, I went from that like ten years ago, you know, to then slowly just you know, over time in the past 10 years, like, you know, improving my confidence, you know, my people skills, social skills, sales skills, and business acumen, just all of that kind of, you know, over the course of a few years, gradually improved to the point where I was like, oh, wait a minute, I'm actually really good at this, you know, prospecting and sales stuff now. Um, and, you know, uh, to the point where, like you, like you mentioned at the top, um, one SDR of the year last year, um, and you know, booked 69 meetings in a single month, um, and now uh, I'm an account executive here at Lead IQ. And already in less than a month that I've been in the role, I've already closed four deals. So um, yeah, that's nice. that's who I am. <laughs> and I wear throwback jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So Jer Jer Jeremy, what you know, you you were like, uh, you know, it wasn't like pretty much sounds like an introvert, and then you finally found yourself and you got yourself to sales. Um, how how'd you break into tech? Yeah, so 
I've, I've actually always been like extroverted. It's just like I was kind of an awkward extrovert, you know, so it's funny. <laughs> like I kept trying to talk to people, but, you know, in a, you know, was, I was awkward about it. Like it's I, – I, and when I was in college, I um, was, in a, was in a sketch comedy group, you know, like so sketch comedy like Saturday Night Live, that kind of thing. Um, but like they had, you know, at one point like somebody that was in the group came up with like nicknames for each person and like I w- they got one of them said that I was the awkward older guy because I was the only one that was a senior in, in the group, senior <laughs> in college and everybody else was like freshmen and sophomores that was in the uh, sketch comedy group. So yeah. They called me the awkward older guy. But, you know, um, as far as getting into tech, um, my first like tech job was um, at an outsourced sales development company. You know, so one of those companies where, you know, you, you outsource all of the lead generation and, you know, appointment setting to this company um, oh, okay. called Chameleon Group. So that was my first exposure to tech, and which is good a good first job in tech because, you know, we had like 20 different clients that were, you know, all different types of technology. So I'm getting exposed instead of just selling one, you know, technology, like I'd be on a campaign you know, with Alcatel Lucent, and then six months later, I'd be on a campaign with DI Central selling like a supply chain software. You know, and then like you get exposed to a lot of different technologies. So um, that was, you know, I just kind of needed a job at the time, and that was at during a time when I was trying to find myself. And like I didn't even I, at the time, I thought I, I didn't want to even do sales anymore because I wasn't very good at it up until then. Um, but I needed a job; I had to pay the rent, <laughs> yeah. and so. I was like, I kind of reluctantly took the job and then like, you know, shortly only like two or three months later, I hit quota for the first time and, um, you know, continue to just hit hit quota every month since then. But that's how I got into it. Nice. Nice. Fantastic. That's awesome. So you first started getting and you're having a little bit of trouble. Um, You know, you took a job, you you know, there's bills that has to be paid, things that has to be done. And Mm -hmm. you mentioned it took about two to three months or so before you actually hit quota. Um, And that's I'm guessing that's like the ramp up period, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's t- the typical ramp up period. Um, but like, what really helped me during you know that in that job, uh, and I wrote a blog post about this a while ago um, uh, on, on LinkedIn. And the blog post I think it's called like the number one sales coaching technique of all time. And like yeah. in the picture, I get like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the, in the picture. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, a New, I'm a New England guy, you know. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but it's, it's about call recordings and call coaching. Um, is what the blog post was about because, you know, that that job was, it was a call center basically. Like we weren't really emailing people. It was all phone calls. So what my manager had me do was he noticed I was, I was getting people on the phone. I was having conversations, but not enough of them were converting to meetings booked. So he said, Jeremy, take like three or four, you know, because like in, and at this job, all of our calls were recorded like on MP3s, you know, on, on the computer. So yeah. he said – you know, just email me three or four of the MP3s of calls where you had a good conversation. You know, you got the right person on the phone. There was some back and forth. It was a it was a conversation that was more than sixty seconds, but you didn't book the meeting. Send me three or four of those, and I did. And then, like two days later, we go into the conference room. We break it down. Um, you know, my manager um, Tom Stewart is his name. Um, you know, he. Nice. I'll give him a shout out. I've already kind of shouted him out for you know. I've already credited <laughs> him you know, in, in other posts and in podcasts and stuff uh, for helping me with this. But he was really good at listening to the recording. He'd play it, and then at certain points he would pause it and be like, "Hey, Jeremy, listen to how you said that right here. See how see how the prospect said blah 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 blah, and then you said this right here. What you know? How do you think that went? And then I would say uh-huh. something, and then he'd be like, "What if you said this instead?" 
you know, and it was just kind of like this X's and O's, like a coach with a player breaking down game film, basically. And that was a half hour coaching session. And that half hour was literally the number one thing that has like helped me the most um, improve, um, you know, as an SDR or just salesperson in general. Ah, oh, nice. Because 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 after that coaching session is like that month. It was the first month that I hit quota, and then I hit it six months in a row after that, and eight out of the next ten months. So it was really helpful. Wow. And is, was this at um, Lead IQ? Uh, at Chameleon Group. That that was ah, the okay. the Chameleon Group. That's the outsourced um, lead generation, outsourced you know business development firm that you know that I started at a couple of jobs ago. Got it. Wow, nice. That's great. So Tom pretty much just sat you down and said, "Hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and dissect this together, and we'll figure it out." Um, if you were to say uh -huh. this, this is where we gotta say to steer the conversation and steer over yeah. here or steer yeah, over like there. the two things specifically that he kind of pinpointed that I was struggling with was one. Um, like identifying buying signals. So yeah. when the prospect was saying something on the phone, like, like I a identifying when they actually were doing that because, like, uh, you know, otherwise, like they were giving me buying signals on these calls, yeah. and I was just kind of like, I was, I, I wasn't getting it. I wasn't like, I wasn't, I couldn't, I wasn't recognizing it. And then B uh, is when you get that when you they're showing those buying signals or they're they're telling you about their pain, drill down on that. You know, beat down on it, you know, take that like <laughs> wound and then make it a bigger wound, you know, like amplify the pain and kind of be like, oh, tell me more about that. You know, How, what's the impact of, you know, that happen? you know, kind of just like amplifying that pain and identifying it. So that was one thing that he really helped me with uh, because my prospects, they were, they were in pain. I just wasn't really. And I was starting to kind of uncover it, but I wasn't really kind of getting all the way there. And then the second thing that he really helped me out a lot with was closing on the meeting, like closing. Obviously, if you're you know a BDR, you're not closing, yeah. but you are. You're closing on the meeting, you know. Yeah. So he, I was I was closing too. I was being too soft, you know. I was ah. like, I, I would end, I would end I would end the call by just being like, you know. So we could by saying stuff like might and maybe and you know I would be like. We can so we do you think uh, we could maybe uh, set up a call a set up a call next week and and you can talk with one of our one of our you know account specialists one of our account about this like you know I was way too soft about it and so he worked with me on being better and more firm and just being like you know hey sounds like you sounds like you're having a problem with X Y Z we could totally help with that. We've helped other companies like X, like a, a, B, and C. Let's talk next week. We have a rep, you know, who's based in your region in your area, who can dive into this a little bit deeper on a call. Looks like he's open next Monday, Tuesday. How does your calendar look? You know, just kind of, you know. And nice. I mean, it'll, so to some people, you know, that might be more advanced and you know, more senior SDRs or managers watching this, they might be like, oh, geez, like that's just basic stuff. Yeah. But for a lot of a lot of reps, if they're brand new, you know, like if so, you know, and a lot of SDRs, you know, are new. They're kids that are right out of college or they haven't done sales before. That's something that you really you have to coach, and you know, like they're not going to get it. They're going to be like, uh, uh, wait, what do you think? What, what do you think? What do you what do you think? Can we maybe have a call next week? You know, I mean, that's what most reps do when they're first starting out. You know, so yeah. Anyways, that helped me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Jerry. Wow, that's what that was like. That was fantastic. You just nailed it right there. So, um, and I, I agree. Um, so, majority of it is, you know, they're just fresh out of college, they're new, no sales experience whatsoever, and 
they're calling to executives, people with like 10 plus years of experience. And yeah. it sounds to me like you basically, uh, Tom was able to coach you and walk you through to look for those buying signals and rather than just being um, scared of it, just going down, going for the kill, but you know, just basically mm -hmm. selling the next step, right? Like, okay, yep, exactly. Uh, he filled this and that, let's take it down. And um, we'll go, wow, mm -hmm. that's great. And so J Jeremy, how, how'd you end up at, um, how'd you end up at Lead IQ? Yeah, good question. So, I mean, I was kind of just like in between jobs. Um, you know, when I came here, um, you know, I was at Navisite before and things were going really well there. I went from BDR um, where I had one month there where I had 246% to quota. Like I had booked 37 meetings in a single month, which was a company record um, where, you know, where the goal was 15 and I booked 37 meetings in a month. And that wasn't like book meetings. That was, you know, held meetings, meetings that occurred. Um, nice. you know, then they moved me into a channel manager role. Um, and then they laid off like 80 people in, in a single day. Um, I don't know if I should say that part. Like, okay. you know, it, yeah. <laughs> it, that company Scratching probably doesn't want me sick. We can, maybe edit, we can edit that part out. But, um, but yeah, so then, you know, a after that, I was, you know, looking around at a bunch of different options. And long story short, the reason why I came here um, was because I knew Ryan, Ryan O'Hara. Um, our VP of marketing here, a lot of people might know him, you know, see his posts and videos and stuff on LinkedIn. Yeah. Ryan and I actually have known each other since we were eight, like 18. So like 15, oh, we've wow. known each other 15 years, we used to play like, like flag football, you know, yeah. with like local kids, you know, you know, uh, uh, day after Thanksgiving, you know, pick up games, football and, and, uh, baseball and stuff like that. Um, you know, long time ago. So, you know, and I've, I've seen, I've been following him on LinkedIn and I, you know, it seemed based on all of his posts on LinkedIn, um, it seemed like a really cool company to be at, seemed like, an, uh, you know, a good product. And, you know, just in talking with them, it seemed like a good place to be where they had good culture and the company was heading in the right direction. And, you know, some of the people um, at the company, you know, and then just during the interview process, I, I just got a really good vibe about the opportunity there and uh, came on board with the team. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and it's funny, um, I heard, before we met, I heard your episode a while back, um, First one was with Scott Ingram, and it's like, this is when I just started tuning. It's like, oh yeah, next guest book sixty nine mini. And I remember right before he released that episode, I was like, oh man, who the hell's this guy? <laughs> and it's yeah. you, and here we are to you today, man. That's great. So uh, it's funny. I actually um, I, I I met one of your colleagues too. That she just uh, she was at Lead IQ. I, I forgot what her name was. I can't put thing up on top of the head. But she just okay. recently joined um, Outreach and. She's an SDR over there. Uh, I'm sure you probably know who yeah, it is. Yeah, Isabel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Isabel, she was uh, she was an intern uh, for us last summer. Yeah, nice. and now she's at Outreach. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we, we had a conversation um, not too long ago, and she was like, "I was like, hey, you know Jeremy?" She's like, "Oh yeah, Jeremy, that's my man. Yeah, he's a good guy." <laughs> I was like, "Hey, did he book 69 me? She's like, "Yeah, that's like the <laughs> biggest record, and it still is today, I believe. Right? Is that is yeah. that right?" Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think it's ever going to get broken, you know. So, Jeremy, what was your mindset? What's your philosophy that stands out from a different SDR that just gave you that drive? Is it the OT? Is it being strategic? Is it mixed personalization? How how did you do that? My biggest like motivation, and you know, you put you know uh, when we were chatting on LinkedIn, like the, you know, a few of the things that you wanted to talk about here. You put like, what's your why? Um, for me. Really, it's just being successful. Like during that th during that few years, like I mentioned before, when like I started to do sales out of college, and then I sucked at it, and then I didn't. That was like you know between age like twenty two and twenty four, and then it wasn't until like age twenty eight 
when I started to get really good at sales. So from age 24 to 28, like in really from age 22 to 28, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like there was times, there, there, no, seriously, man, like there was times when I'd be going to family gatherings and like, you know, I felt, I felt ashamed, like, cause I didn't really have any career. I didn't have any direction. Like there was times when I was on unemployment, you know, and I didn't even have a job or my only job was working at the grocery store. Like I didn't know what I was doing. And so really it's just honestly like being successful, like, you know, doing something for a job that I am good at and I enjoy doing really like, that's it. Like that, that's my, that's my motivation. And, um, so, you know, um, in order to help me get to that, you know, 69 meetings in a month and all the, you know, I've hit quota every single month that I've been here. Um, you know, it's just kind of working hard and, you know, just like really having that desire and, you know, to, in the drive to be successful and not just say, Oh yeah, I want to be successful. Like, you know, I want to like hit quota or whatever, but like really just having that inner, um, that drive to like actually make it happen. Um, so like that, I, I feel that's, there's two ways that I do that. One is just the work ethic and just putting in the, putting in the time and the work, you know, I'm not just here nine to five. I don't just work nine to five. I don't think you can be successful in sales today. If you're just working nine to five, like sometimes I'm here until nine o'clock at night. Like I'm not saying to people, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, we won't name names, people that are on LinkedIn, like bragging about how they work, you know, a hundred hours a week and, you know, they work six days a week and, you know, 80 hours a week. Uh, some people on LinkedIn that brag about all these hours they work. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to do that. Like find a, ba- find a balance. I think, you know, find a balance, find a balance, you know, yeah. like, if you're only working 40 hours a week, you're probably like going to be average. You're going to be an average sales rep. Yeah. If you work like freaking over 80 hours a week, you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to be miserable. It's somewhere in between, you know, yeah. and, and it's not just the amount of hours that you're working, but like you can also work smarter, not harder too. I mean, I think you do have to work. I think it's not smarter or harder. It's both. You have to work harder. Like you can't just do the bare minimum working 40 hours a week. You have to put in some extra time, but there's also ways you can work smarter like <laughs> using lead IQ, <coughs> um, <laughs> so, using lead IQ helps. Um, you know, using LinkedIn Sales Navigator helps. Using Vidyard and Sales Loft or Outreach. You know, using those <laughs> auto text expander is another tool that really can help you be more efficient and productive. Um, you know, I, I could go on and on about ways that you can kind of like take the personalization and scale it and kind of scale those you know, um, those personaliz- personalization efforts yeah. and, um, you know, being more efficient. I mean, that, I could go on for, for hours about that, but kind of it's that combination of working like those additional hours, but also smarter. And then also the second bucket for how I've kind of done it is like, is like that drive to continuously iterate and find, find what's working. You know, I'm not just like, like the way that I am prospect, the way that I prospect today is different than the way that I did it three months ago. It's different than the way that I, yeah, I was I was really good when I was at my last job at Navisite at prospecting books 37 meetings in a single month. My goal is 15. The way that I do it now is completely different. You know, like sales is nice. changing. Technology is changing. Yeah. Like every single day I go on LinkedIn and I see the post where I'm learning something new and then I'm adapting. I don't just like you know, wake up one day and then just toss everything out the window and then just start fresh and be like, oh, it's, everything's new. Like, I'm going to just, no, I constantly am iterating. I take like the way I do things 
like at any given time, there's that overall framework. Yeah. But it's all, all always like kind of a work in progress. I'm always kind of testing and trying different things, seeing what's going to work, see what's not working. If it's not working, then I'll stop doing that. You know, but I'm still doing the, the overall framework is going to yeah. stay the same. But just some stuff is going to change. And then I'll test this other stuff. Oh, this is working. I'll double down on this. I'll do this more. So that kind of that combination of just that continuously getting better and hunger and drive to always try new things, get better, like learn new things, test new things, get rid of stuff that's not working, double down if it is. That com combined with that hunger and drive to just like not do the bare minimum, not just work 40 hours, like put in a little bit extra time. You know, I, I think that kind of combined is what's helped me to be successful in the past couple of years. Yes, yes. Wow, Jeremy, I, I think you nailed it straight to the gun. You know, um, it's funny, you, you mentioned you're 33 and you didn't get really deep into sales until later on. I, I can relate to you. I'm 30 and I didn't really get up there to around that age too, but uh, I highly agree with you besides being oh, highly man, coachable. Like you're 22, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, it's the, it's the Asian genes. 20, 20, 20, 24 tops. Yeah. You know? Asian gene, you know, you know how that is. Yeah. You know how it is, but... But yeah, yeah, you know, no, no. <laughs> scratch that. But <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, like Jim Rohn too. One of my favorite quotes. He goes, you know, you work hard on your job, you'll make a living. But if you work hard on yourself, you'll make a fortune. And that seems to me that's what you're constantly doing. Your what's not like you mentioned last time. What doesn't work today uh, may work tomorrow, or vice versa. And you're just yeah. constantly trying out new things, hitting things from all angles. Yeah. Adapting and adjusting mm -hmm. accordingly, and just going all in, but doing it strategically. And um, yep, yeah, I, I think that's definitely. great, fantastic. Well, you know, Jeremy, I, I really appreciate you being here. Um, we're almost we're about running up the hour here, and I just want to ask you one final question. Uh, sure. Uh, and I'm probably gonna be asking everyone who I've interviewed to, but okay. what what would you challenge the listener today who's a brand new SDR? He just came in, or college student, maybe just diving in. Um, what would you challenge them to do to uh, you know one up their game? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say um, a couple things real quick is like, one, just don't do the bare minimum. Like, you know, if I would say like, find a job that you're like, find, find something that you can sell. Like, what are you selling? Are you passionate yeah. about it? Yeah. And you don't have to be passionate about it right away. Like when I first started um, working at Navisite, I didn't even know what the cloud was. I thought it was the clouds in the freaking sky, you know? I mean, this is like this is like three years ago. I didn't know what cloud computing was. But at Navisite, that's what I was selling. I was selling cloud infrastructure, cloud disaster recovery, like cloud-based software. Like I didn't even know what that was. So like you don't have to be passionate about it right away when you take the job. But like in over the t over the first three to six months of that job, I was like I went from not knowing what the cloud was to being like an expert. Like so I just kind of went all in with it. So, you know, give it a shot, like go all in with it. But, you know, if, if it's been three months, six months, like don't just stay at a job that you hate, you know, like if you try it out for three, six months, even a year, like if, if it's not for you, you can't get passionate about it. Don't do it because you got to like really sink your teeth into it and really to be successful, really get a deep understanding of the buyer, you know, your customer, who are you selling to? Like, what are their pain points? What are their challenges? What is their day is like? What is their day like? Like, really understand them and really try to, like, get deep in finding the right messaging and, like, being successful. Like, you're going to hate your job, though. You're, you're not going to be able to do it. Like, if you don't really, if you don't really, if you're not really passionate about the space that you're in, in the industry that, you, that you're in, 
you know, like the product you're selling, like, you know, so really try to understand that and like understand the buyer and be passionate about it. And if not, then like find something else where you can A, be good at it and B, be happy with what you're doing. Nice, nice, nice. Jeremy, thank you so much. And for everyone else who's listening, that's, uh, that's all we got. And then um, tuning into the next episode. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Cool, man. <laughs>